Welcome back to Hobson Hot Takes. As Jim Nance would say, Hello, friends. We're here at Augusta National for a tradition unlike any other. It's the Masters on CBS. Yes, this is this is the Masters episode. We are going to break everything down for you. One of us can actually swing a golf club right now. Steven, is that you or me? Uh, probably you, because I, uh, <laughs> I haven't played in forever, and uh, my game has for sure taken a downturn. You're the one that had back fusion surgery, so mm-hmm. you can probably drive the ball longer than I can. I can actually probably putt right now. Yeah, you can putt, for sure. Within 10 feet. <laughs> Not well. Anyway. <laughs> but before we start, before we get in to Augusta, what are we drinking this week? I'm usually in the sand trap, so this is why we picked this up here by a scoff law called Dirty Beaches. It's kind of their take on Tropicalia from Creature Comforts. It's really good. It's a tropical wheat beer. It's over 6%. It's got a little of a bite to it. When when in your life or what situation is the best time to drink this beer? Oh, man. Watching the Masters, to be honest with you, or any sporting event. The beer is 6.3%. Mm-hmm. Are you... You don't want this on the golf course. Okay, no. No, like this is going to be three in and you're going to be shanking golf balls <laughs> into the woods. So, uh, yeah, you want to you be at home. You want to be at home when you're drinking this. Usually, probably after like a long day at work. Getting into the Masters coverage, I have the odds pulled up for who's the favorite. We have the favorite right now is Rory McIlroy at 8-1. to one. We have Tiger Woods at 14-1. to one. Justin Rose, 12-1. to one. Uh, last year's winner, Patrick Reed, forty to one. Are you going Tiger? Or are you going the field? Ooh, and and Tiger's not even the favorite right now, even though he has better fair. odds, fourteen to one. Yeah, I think in golf, I think because even if you're the best, you could have one bad day and it just throws you off. Typically, what I would do is always go for the field. I think there was one point prime of Tiger Woods where you would actually go in and say, all right. Tiger versus the field is a good bet, but nowadays I think it's a, it's a crapshoot. If you're not one of the top 30, you can pick any one of those guys. Yeah, I, I kind of agree right now. I mean, I think Tiger always got a chance just because of how well he knows the course. Uh, I just I like Dustin Johnson right now. He's been playing really well this season. I don't know. There's something about Augusta that Roy cannot figure out yet, and I, you know that's the one major that he has not won in his career and I think it just kind of creeps up on him by Saturday and it just gets in the back of his mind but I can see Dustin you know when Dustin's on top of his game no one's going to catch him so that's my bet for the week not bad I think if I had to go for a long shot kind of like Jason Day 25 to 1 on those slots oh okay yeah if we were, you want to do long shots yeah give me a long um, shot I'm a big fan of uh, Tony Fial for now I can, yeah, tell, you know. I can tell you're a big fan. <laughs> he's great. <laughs> Are you guys great. best friends? Do yeah, you, yeah. He's, uh, do you and your wives go out to eat together? What do you call him? He swings the long stick, Eric. Okay. This guy can poke it out there. All right. Um, he had a great, great year last year. I think uh, he would be my sleeper pick. So I can only give you so much analysis because I'm only watching the Masters on TV. But, Stephen, you have actually been to Augusta sure. National. Can you give the listeners, especially the ones that have never been, a little summary of your experience? Like the, the, the things that really surprised me when I went. So first of all, for to be in Augusta, Georgia, the change in like elevation around the course is really surprising. Mm-hmm. How, how they will be... I mean, you'll start the hole so high, and then you go downhill really quickly. I, I, I just figured, you know, never going before, I thought the course would be much more flat than that. 
It's uh, it's definitely weird not having your uh, your phone at all. It's not having any electronic devices. If you want to, like, this is probably the only place in the world left that still has pay phones. <laughs> right. Um, it's that's kind of crazy, but I mean, the best thing about it is is the food prices. Everything's two dollars. I mean, the beer was four dollars. I think you can't you can't beat it. But just to sit there, walk the course, see how amazing everything is, well manicured, how green it is, how the flowers are just perfect. I mean, you can't find a, you can't find a better course. What's your strategy, whether you're at Augusta or East Lake or any other golf tournament? Are you someone that likes to kind of wander around? Do you like to post up at one hole and just kind of get a taste of a little of everybody's game? Or do you find one player and just follow along the gallery? I kind of do both. I like, I like to walk the course. I like to follow a player or two for a while. But then at the end, I'll I'll post up probably toward like, probably like 10 or 11, toward like the beginning of the second nine. And then... As the, as the tournament winds down, I'll make my way to the end. But there's a great spot in Augusta where, you know, you can sit. I think it's under seven. You can see 16 come down. You can see people hit the, the par three over you on seven. And it's just a great spot where you can see a lot of action at once. So we discussed earlier that even though Dirty Beaches from Scofflaw is the beer that we're drinking tonight, but maybe not the best beer if we were actually trying to play what is what is the strategy drinks wise when you're playing golf of of what you have to do? You tell me. What's your first? What's your go to? Okay. I think you need to make sure that you have something in your stomach beforehand because you don't want to go out there, especially if it's a hot day, especially if it's breakfast. And think like, oh, I'm going to skip breakfast. I don't really eat anything. I think it's a huge mistake because then you end up putting in about five beers before the turn, and now it's getting a little humid and you're you're starting to feel sick. You know what the worst is playing golf on a bachelor party trip. The day after mm-hmm. you get down there, who would do that? Uh, <laughs> especially when you started like ten thirty in the morning. <laughs> well, your tea time was at ten thirty. You didn't get there until eleven. Mm-hmm. That's a rough. That's a rough day to start. Like I, when you, I don't know when you start drinking there. Yeah. I don't know if any time helps. Especially for the front nine, you start off with a light beer first, kind of mm-hmm. see how you feel. Snickers. Yeah. And then I get a hot dog on the back nine. There you go. And yeah. then, then and then I fill up. Right, because you gotta watch out for anything that's too heavy, such as a dirty beach, because those gonna yeah. sneak oh, up man. and get you. And then you're gonna be looking for your ball in the woods because your swing's all wonky. Played with a guy one time. We had a couple of dirty beaches, Eric, and um, he got banned from the golf course for a year. That's how we left the golf course that day. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's another story. So speaking of getting banned from golf courses, what is the angriest you've ever been on a golf course? I've never been that angry before. Now, I have seen someone throw their driver so far onto the cart path that it uh, that it broke. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen someone get so mad they threw a putter into a tree. Yeah. so <laughs> Couldn't get it down. <laughs> we barred my putter the rest of the way. <laughs> I probably can beat you because I was playing golf with my dad. I think maybe when I was like 13 or 14 and I got so angry and frustrated I just I stopped playing for eight years <laughs> <laughs> I was playing one time and uh, I got really lucky on the shot it was toward the end of the course hit hit the tree hit it way too hard hit the tree and it, but it bounced back and rolled back on the green the guy I was playing with got so mad he just kept going and went to the car <laughs> <laughs> you gotta know when to hold him know when to fold him I guess so we're gonna have a special interview later on in this episode but before we get to that we had a listener, 
I would say not write in because the email was so scorching hot that we received the hops and hot takes at gmail.com. Uh, uh, yeah, are you, are you speaking of the uh, Game of Thrones? Yes. Yeah, that this it really one, um, it really really rattled some people, yeah. Stephen, because yeah, there are I, a lot I, of I just couldn't handle my hot take. I guess people people love Westeros, including myself. <laughs> but there was one person. But there was one person <laughs> who didn't think who was who was angry at two people really. You, you for your ignorance for bad mouthing Game of Thrones, but also me for giving such a mealy mouth defense. <laughs> Of Game of Thrones, I'd like to welcome Ryan House Targaryen. <laughs> Who? How, it's House Ashley, which is a shame that I have to share that house. This with is Stephen. This is this is Ryan's brother, number one. Wait, what? What? What rank are you as far as Game of Thrones fans? Number one, or is it top twenty-five? Probably not number one, but in the top in the top twenty-five for sure. Also re- receiving votes from the coaches poll. Oh yeah, I mean number one coaches poll, obviously. This is coming from a guy, by the way, that can't grow a beard. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Huge Game of Thrones fan, can't grow a beard. <laughs> Tyrion is a great character on that show. He can't. Grow I don't know who that is. He Which can't. One? Yeah, exactly. He can't grow t- uh, taller than three feet, but you know he's still a great. They character. all wear the same clothes. All right, hold on. Who's that? <laughs> I'm not going to allow you to bully your brother right now. I want All right, you to I'll give him the floor. I want you to give him the floor. And Ryan, on behalf of all throne heads, this is your chance. Is that what y'all call each other, for real? No. It's fat and pending. It's like even, even nerdier. Uh, Steven? Eric's going to work on the trademark after. Explain to someone or to your brother why Game of Thrones is so popular and everyone loves it. Game of Thrones is awesome because of the these characters the story is good but when we really get down to it it's the character development that really matters that is the strong point of game of thrones i get where you're coming from a little bit it can be it can feel a little slow sometimes and a little daunting but when you really hang in there and you understand like some of these characters i've seen in the show and i've read the books too it's the same some of them turn out they're so they're such asses at the beginning, but they, later on they they turn into like some of the best characters ever. Like some of my like spoilers for anyone. I know we have some people present here um, in our audience uh, who haven't seen Game of Thrones, but Jamie Lannister is one of the best characters of all time because he turns he's such a terrible person, but he turns into someone better. Who's that? <laughs> yeah. And- what's his character on the? What's his name on the show? <laughs> Jamie Lannister. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that sounds normal. I haven't come across that guy. See, I don't think yeah, you've even seen that. Game of yeah. Thrones. He must be the only one I haven't seen. Yeah. Stephen is coming from a place, it sounds like. No Jon Snow. Oh, everyone. Mother of the Dragons. People who haven't seen Game of Thrones know who Jon Snow and Dan- Daenerys are. The, uh, the the short guy. What's his name? Tyrion. That's what I was talking Tyrion. about a second ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's great acting. So, don't how, get me wrong. How many episodes have you seen? Oh my gosh, I don't know. My wife makes me watch them. Probably like 10. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> I'm sorry they're two hours long, Ryan. I don't have that kind of time. Let's see. I'm too busy watching Fuller House. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other topic. <laughs> so. I think this is also an important distinction. How many of these episodes are you watching without watching the Braves game on your, your, your laptop, <laughs> oh. checking, check, checking Twitter. I'm always doing the Braves stuff. game on the laptop. Okay, okay. then that, yeah. that explains also, it. Also, are those the first 10 episodes all in a row, or are these two, 10 like, random here It's like there? two, like, she'll make me watch, like, two back-to-back, yeah. you know, and then, like, 
tomorrow I'll come in and watch two more back to back. I don't know where see, they fall. See, yeah, I mean, but you only need to know that somebody died and then you're caught up. You're not. You're not giving the show a fair <laughs> shake. Then it I takes mean, eight hours, and all all that happened was somebody died. Oh yeah, there's probably new characters all over the place because everyone died and they introduced new characters. <laughs> so it all looks the same to me. Ryan, before we change subjects. I'm going to let you get one last hot take mm-hmm. for Game of Thrones before you leave. Thank you for coming in. Thank you no, for writing course, yeah, in yeah. to mm-hmm, hopsandhottakes mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. gmail.com. <laughs> for this for this upcoming season, what is your hottest take of what's going to happen? My hottest take in general of the show is that it's not very good right now. I think the last season was terrible. and Ooh, I actually hated okay. it. Uh, it was hot garbage. <laughs> Everything before that, incredible. <laughs> My hot take, I don't know how much of a hot take this is, but you know. Spoilers for anyone who cares. I think either Daenerys or Jon Snow are going to die, mm-hmm. and I think it will be Daenerys. My take on the season is... That's I, a short guy? No, <laughs> that's Tyrion. Oh. I mean, I'm trying to keep up with the names here. <laughs> they all sound the same. Can we not get some, some yeah. flavor? Tyrion and Jon are so similar. Not, not Tyrion and uh, Daenerys. Daenerys. My hot take is that I think no one's going to win the Game of Thrones. I think... You think the White Walkers will win? Yes. See, I think that would be a really cool ending, and I would like to see that, but I don't think they have the balls to do that. This is also Language! (laughs) Why are you taking after your show? (laughs) This is also a show that there's like certain episodes, Red Wedding, other things that have have taken a darker turn for it, um, so I don't think they're going to try to give you a a fairy tale ending for this. It's going to be more true to life. It's true. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's um let's get to the interview. to Hops and Hot Takes, we have a very special guest. It wouldn't be a Masters episode if we didn't have Elise Masters. Elise, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I had Elise on the show because not only is her last name Masters, so I love the synergy there, but I don't know anyone else in my life that plays as much golf (laughs) as Elise. She's being bashful about it, but she is wonderful to play with. She... Is very good about making sure that she's not overcoaching you, but she might want to give you a couple of tips in there. And she's just an all-around fun, fun verse to play with. Elise, what is your favorite course in Atlanta to play right now? Oh, I am all about Chastain. You know, as long as you keep your eye on the ball, it's a great game. A lot of our listeners that we have out here really struggle sometimes. And I'm not going to gender this and say it's just wives. It might be, in your case, husbands who don't play the golf as much. So how do you get out of... Or how do you manage being able to go and play almost every weekend and also being in a relationship and being married? What do you tell your husband um, to get out and be able to have like two hours to go play? It's kind of just about uh, managing expectations, Mm -hmm. um, you know, setting priorities. I get things done during the week so that I'm able to play on Saturday and Sunday. And, you know, I can can normally knock it out early in the morning. I, I book the early tea times and... I can play early and, and then still have, you know, the afternoon with my husband. And also, like, later on, you always have to say, like, oh, this is going to be quality time with my husband afterwards. Yes. Nelson is very understanding. Uh, hats off to him. Yeah, no, it's great. It wouldn't work without him. No. So, so Elise, not only 
Do you love getting on the course and swinging the sticks? But you actually will travel to go to golf tournaments. Recently, you went to a golf tournament. Can you tell me a little bit about what it was and where, where you went? So a couple weekends ago, we went to uh, Austin, Texas, to see the Dell match play at the Austin Country Club, which was a lot of fun. Wow, that sounds like a real treat. Who impressed you? Because it's pretty early in the season. Masters is coming up. Who looked good on the course right now? Tiger looked great. Mm-hmm. I think Tiger made it pretty far. I mean, he, he did well. He, he went he went to Austin to play, and he sure did. I mean, it's impressive what he can, what he can do out there. Going into the Masters, who do you think is best prepared for the course? Because the course in Austin and the course at Augusta National are a little bit different. Do you still think it's Tiger? Do you think too many people are writing him off? There are a lot of great players out there. Um, Beer Garden's one of them. Sergio's another. Mm-hmm. Justin Rose, I mean, he killed it. I think Tiger is just gonna he's gonna do what he does. He he goes out there and he he tears up the tears up the greens and and he just, just knocks it out of the park. Thank you for that analysis. The show is Hops and Hot Takes, so we can't get away without asking a drink question. When you're on the course, flagging down the cart girl, I'm on the eighth hole, I need someone to give me a little pick me up. What are you ordering? A margarita, hands down. Margarita. Do you get it with salt? No salt. Okay. But my favorite thing is a margarita with a side of a Topo Chico. So when my margarita is getting low, I fill it back up with a Topo Chico. Really hits the spot. So actually I asked Steven earlier, I said, what is what is your strategy uh, for ordering drinks? So you just go margarita from like T1? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, right, off the, right off the bat. How many margaritas do you think you can take down in 18? In 18, I try to keep it under three. I mean, uh-huh. I don't want to. I don't want to get sloppy, especially out on the course. So, keep it. I try to keep it under three. And that's a, that's another reason why the Topo Chico helps. Is you fill it up, and you're hydrating. So, I think that's great. That not only are you respecting the game, but you're also respecting your husband who's waiting at home for you. Exactly. I, you know, he's, he can't do it all, and I've got to. I got to help out around the house and and make sure that I, you know, do my part. When you're out in Austin for the tournament. What did you see, whether it's the actual golfers or whether the people who are going there, that's the gallery style that you're like seeing at this point? Wow. Austin, it was something else. Something like I had never seen before. Um, the girls there, dressed to the nines. I mean, I try to look nice when I'm going to a golf tournament. You know, I was very impressed with the girls. But one thing I noticed, which was just hot in Austin, was these golden goose sneakers that are out right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, the the point behind them is they're like worn tennis shoes. They're supposed to look worn, you buy them, and they have like scuffs on the soles, and like they look like you've had them for years, but you just bought them, and they cost you around 500 to $600. Blows my mind. Don't understand it. Do you think when you go to these tournaments, because you go to golf tournaments all the time. Yeah, all the time. If you're not playing, you're watching the best. Do you think when you see some of these women that they're like try, trying to get a man? Some of them, yeah. Um, I definitely saw one woman who was walking around and she looked like she was about to go to the club. She was definitely dressed that way. She had a couple guys around her and I'm not sure which one she was into. She was definitely showing off her assets. Well, good for her, the world is her oyster. <laughs> On this podcast, we only want to uplift women. Yeah, oh, and I'm I'm all for that. Unless unless they're wearing like beat up five hundred dollars shoes, then then we don't we don't up those girls. Being a veteran of of golf and also going out on tour a lot of times, so you're you're pretty well acquainted with some of the players. Who do you like 
you know, off the course, like couple wise, like who do you, who do you think is really has it all together? I think especially in those final rounds, they really zoom in on some of the spouses. I am very impressed with Sergio Garcia's wife, Angela. Um, follow her on Instagram. She comes. Or she seems to go to most of uh, of Sergio's uh, tournaments, and she's always right there cheering him on. But she always has the cutest outfits, and I just think she's a really. She looks like a cool girl. Like I think I could be friends with her. Elise, thank you for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you were trying to get in eighteen this morning, and then you try and do maybe something like twilight golf later on. Yeah, um, so, it's so, okay. I, I'm so happy to be here. I'm about to get back out on the course and hit the back nine. So thanks so much for having me. All right, no problem. Thank you.